Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, hello and welcome to Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, this week we have a real, real treat in store for you. We're going to talk about why building a true fan base is vital to the success of any business and how you can actually begin to develop one for yourself. Now, if you listen to podcasts, which of course you do, my guest this week needs no introduction. However, if I were to tell you that this person was the creator of the first ever seven-day-a-week podcast and building on from the success of that, went on to create the web's number one online community for anyone looking to create, grow, and monetize their own podcast show, along with building a dedicated army of followers, lovingly termed Fire Nation, you guys, of course, would guess that my guest this week is Mr. John Lee Dumas. Welcome, sir. Mark, I'm in the house and I am prepared to ignite. Prepared to rock it. We're loving it. And what an interesting topic, sir. What an interesting topic. I totally agree. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about a true fan. What is the distinction between a follower, we've all got followers, and an, a true fan? What makes a true fan? I think the word evangelist really fits in here for a lot of reasons. You know, a true fan is going to be somebody that is at work and they're saying to their colleagues, you know, I was driving into work today and I was inspired by this. And I really want to share this with you and really encourage you to go ahead and listen or to go ahead and subscribe or to, or to get on this blog or email or just to follow this person. Like an evangelist is somebody that's going to get out there and, and really do some of the legwork for you growing your audience. And that's a true fan, Mark. You know, there's a lot of passive followers and, you know, we like to call them lurkers. And, you know, people even like to announce themselves as lurkers. They're like, you know, I've been lurking on this Facebook page for a couple of months now. I'm going to jump on in here. And that's cool. Like those are fans, but the true fans, those are the people that are there in every way, shape and form, helping you build your brand, build your business, spread your message. And they're critical and vital to success. And that's such a massive distinction. I mean, it's something that you've excelled at over the last couple of years. It's something you've done a fantastic job of. And, you know, you've lovingly crafted Fire Nation. And I'd just like to talk about that for a second. What, what makes Fire Nation so special as a fan base? So Fire Nation, what makes them special, in my opinion, is just the intimate connection that you're able to form with somebody, with a group of individuals that you're interacting with on a consistent basis. And I do think that that does really define the beauty of a seven day a week podcast, because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, not necessarily, especially the beginning, they didn't necessarily want to listen to me seven days a week, but gosh, darn it. There was just nothing else to listen to because there just wasn't a ton of other content out there. There's a great Pat Flynn coming out with one episode every two weeks you know, there's some other podcasts that were coming out once a week at best. You know, hey, if they're going to stop listening to Miley Cyrus on the radio, then they're probably going to have to listen to Entrepreneur Fire because they just had a new episode that went live and let's make it happen. So that kind of intimate connection that was formed by just hearing my voice, hearing me struggle as a host and just be 
frankly, bad for a long time and getting a little bit better every single episode to where 815 episodes later, you know, I've kind of started to get my sea legs, so to speak. And they can see that. And a lot of my listeners, a lot of Fire Nation feels like they've grown with me. You know, I get emails all the time saying, John, I was kind of chuckling because I went back in the archives and listened to episode 100. Man, I used to think you had energy back then and you sounded like a drowned rat. And, you know, here you are now, like you just blow yourself out of the water. And, and, you know, that just comes with time. And it took me a while to get here, but I brought my audience with me and that intimate connection with them where I didn't storm on the scene, you know, as a Howard Stern. You know, I, I stormed on the scene as a guy that was clueless trying to do something. And, and that was resonated with. I think that's really important to remember as well, because everyone out there assumes that, as you say, you have to storm onto the scene. You have to come in all guns blazing and you have to say, look, I'm here. This is where I am and this is what I do. And, you know, you like it or you don't like it. But what I love about what you said there is that Fire Nation grew with you as you developed as a person, as a host, as, a, as an entrepreneur. Fire Nation grew with you and actually accepted that, didn't they? They accepted it, you know, and and they really picked up the flag, so to speak, and, and they waved it around and they said, hey, this is a fun team to be on. We don't have it all figured out right now, but we're going to get there and let's get there together. That's really powerful. I love the idea of the transparency. I think that's fantastic. And you mentioned Pat Flynn there as well, obviously, Smart Passive Income, the podcast and the blog and the online business that Pat's got, Pat, got, uh, Pat has there, excuse me. And the really interesting thing about that, of course, is that you know, it's all around community and everything that all of the majorly successful entrepreneurs do is all around community. So that leads me on to ask, when you began Entrepreneur on Fire, was building Fire Nation a goal? Yeah, it was absolutely a goal. And a lot of people asked me right at the beginning, they said, John, what are you going to do to monetize? You're going to do a seven day a week podcast that's going to take up an incredible amount of your time. How are you going to monetize? And my really only answer to that was, I don't actually know how I'm going to monetize, but I do know that I'm looking to grow an audience that at some point tells me how to monetize. To grow an audience that's going to tell me their pain points, their struggles, their obstacles and challenges, so that I, the host, that they're growing slowly to know, like, and trust can provide the solution to and it took a while, Mark. It didn't happen overnight. It was nine months before I saw a dollar come in, you know, that wasn't actually going right out the next day to pay for some expense. And that was nine months of building the audience. But I was able to build that audience to build Fire Nation. And it was always the goal because I knew that that audience was going to be the tipping point that brought monetization, that brought me from turning on the stream of income, so to speak, and not just have it be a drip, but a waterfall. I find that really, really, really interesting. The idea that Fire Nation, you know, eventually comes to tell you what they want from you, which I think is fantastic. If you think about traditional business and the amount of time it takes to gather feedback in a traditional kind of marketplace, you know, it's so slow and cumbersome that you don't have the opportunity. And how does Fire Nation respond when you deliver the products that actually they've asked for? Is it a sort of sigh of relief when you deliver something that they're just screaming out for? <laughs> it is a sigh of relief. And it, and it should be a relief, by the way, 
for both sides of the equation, because it's definitely a relief for me. And I hope it's a relief for anybody that's listening right now that is going that down that creator route, that's going down that route of building an audience. You don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to build a better mousetrap. You just have to create valuable content to build an audience that then tells you how to build that mousetrap or what mousetrap to actually build. And, and then it does come down, and this is a phrase that I love, to a starving audience. And what is a starving audience? And you're never going to know what a starving audience is unless that audience literally writes down on a menu for you, like what is that thing that they're just so hungry for? And because I had Fire Nation and I had that intimate connection with them, they told me exactly what they wanted so that when I sat down and came up with the plan to create that they were willing to be behind it 100%. And now, Mark, you, you hopefully noticed that I didn't say that when I sat down and created it. I said when I created the plan. Because even at that point, when I knew that I had a starving audience that was telling me their pain points, there's still another step involved in the process. And that's voting with your wallet. Because people will tell you all day long, yes, that's a great idea. This is something I'm struggling with. X, Y, Z. And you know what? They're coming from a place of honesty. They're telling you the truth, but it doesn't mean that it's a big enough pain point that they're willing to actually pay for it until they prove that they're willing to pay for it by pulling out their wallets and handing over dollars and cents. And you know, there's a lot that goes into that, but with both Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire, we didn't lift a finger into building either one of these communities one of which, by the way, has now gone on to generate multi-millions of dollars until people said, you know what? I'm starving enough for this that I'm willing to be an early bird. I'm willing to lock in the price that John is saying it's going to take to lock in for something that doesn't even exist yet. And because we were able to get those pre-sales, we knew that our time and effort was going to be rewarded when we did end up opening the doors to a finished product 30, 45, 60 days down the road. I love the idea of people voting with the wallets. That's such a, it's such a straightforward phrase, but it's so, so powerful because it means such a lot to a business person, an entrepreneur. And I, j- I just want to revisit sort of the early days because Podcasters Paradise is a phenomenal success and it's a fantastic, fantastic community and it's so powerful for everyone involved in podcasting. But I just want to look back for a second, John, were there any missteps that you might have taken very, very early on in the creation of Fire Nation? Was there anything that you actually think, you know, maybe I could have done that slightly differently or, you know what, that didn't work out quite how I wanted it to? Multiple. Absolutely. And I learned luckily from them. But, you know, two major flops that I had were my pre-Podcasters Paradise flops. You know, my audience, Fire Nation, was telling me, John, I love what you're doing with your podcast, but man, I don't have time to podcast. I don't know how to do the technical editing of it. What is is a media host? I don't even get that. And I was saying, oh, well, guess what? If they're telling me all of that, what if I create something that is everything? You know, what if I just create something that they can just send me their raw MP3 file? All they need to do is just hit the record button, talk into their microphone. I'll take that MP3. I'll edit it. I'll add their intro, their outro. I'll host it on my own media host. You know, I'll submit it to iTunes for them. I'll do everything and I'll call it pod platform. It's going to be amazing. And everybody's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. And I did the calculations and I'm like, 
well, it's going to cost this much per month. And it wasn't cheap. It was like $400 per month. If I was going to do all that work, like that's, you know, it was going to have to be a pretty costly monthly service because it was a lot of bandwidth on my end to do all of that or to build a team to do all that, which was obviously the, the long-term plan. And everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's going to work. And so I just put my head down and, you know, I put all the systems in place. I got everything ready and this and that. And a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy that I opened the doors and it was crickets. You know, I actually had two people that did sign up and I'm actually really glad that there, that number one, that there were two instead of zero. And I'm also glad that there were two instead of 20 and ended up being the perfect number that signed up because at least the two showed me how bad of an idea this was. Cause if this had actually taken off, it would have been a disaster because it was so much work and it would have it would have uh, demanded such a large team and so much back and forth and so much management because I was doing everything for these people. And, you know, even just like, oh, you missed an um at minute 31. I was like, oh, like, come on. And, and, and that was it. And I was like, man, I am so lucky that this bombed. So I can just go back to two people and say, listen, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. Like, here's your money back. Like, this just isn't a sustainable business. And it was a flop, all because I didn't force people to pay with their wallets beforehand. And had I done that, I would have just been shown from the beginning that there was never enough interest for this. And I never would have even gone down that road. And that's a, that's a, a, you know, that's a truckload of transparency. And I love that about everything that you do is very, very open and transparent, you know, right down to publishing the income reports. And is that something that Fire Nation really values as well? The fact that you actually do humanize this entrepreneurial spirit that you have? Yeah. I mean, you know, talking about like the top three tips to, to creating your thousand true fans, I mean, transparency is absolutely a huge one. And, you know, we mentioned Pat Flynn once, but he was the guy for me that really opened my eyes and said, you know what, there's people that are out there that are just good guys and that are, are not internet markety and they're just providing value and they're actually doing it. And he's proving it with his income reports. And I remember saying to myself, you know, if I'm ever able to do that in the podcasting world, because that's my passion, you know, I never want to build niche websites. I never want to, you know, do a lot of the things that Pat focuses on just because it doesn't interest me. But I knew that if I could do what Pat does in the podcasting sphere, that I would also want to be that kind of beacon of light for podcasters, just like he is for bloggers and for niche site creators and that such. And to me, that was so important. So when we did start generating significant revenue, I turned to Kate and I said, all right, it's time to lay it all on the table. It's time to start producing our monthly income reports. And Mark, it's really important to note that, you know, with our income reports, we share all of our wins, all of our successes, because we do want podcasters to be able to mimic those wins and to be able to really see those successes that we're having so they can emulate those. But just as importantly, and I would even say in some cases, more importantly, we're showing all of our failures, our mistakes, our missteps, so that people don't waste time, spend energy and effort and money going down rabbit holes that we've already proven don't work. So all of this combined is like really critical to be bringing a fully transparent income reports to the general public. I think it's so important to be, to be able to show people that transparency because we all we all rely on that transparency through social media and so on where we just didn't have that you know even five six years ago it just wasn't what it is so i think that's so so important really admire that 
that approach that you have there. And just the final point that I'd like to make before we move on to the three actionable tips that you've prepared, John, actually, is we obviously work in the digital domain. You're a digital entrepreneur. You're an online business. Entrepreneur on Fire is huge in terms of podcasting and digital content. But actually, does this principle apply to the bricks and mortar businesses as well? Is that something that any entrepreneur out there can take hold of and really start to work with? Absolutely. I think that this applies to brick and mortar. You know, this just applies to running a successful business of value. And there's a great quote, Mark, that I think that if anybody just really absorbs as a quote of meaning and kind of runs the foundation of their business off of it, they can really get a ton of great results from it. And for me, that's from Albert Einstein. Its quote is, try not to become a person of success but rather become a person of value. And for me, you know, my 20s were just focused on sprinting to success, thinking that I was getting to money, to fame, to fortune, and I just would burn out. You know, like a sprinter trying to sprint a marathon, I would burn out and I would just be done. But when I realized that, hey, I'm looking to actually run a marathon here, let's just deliver value, value, value. And this is what I'm gonna be getting into in my three tips you know, that is where the power lies. And for me, that has just absolutely been the touchstone and the foundation that I've built Entrepreneur on Fire off of. I love that. And I think, you know, looking at your story and anyone that's familiar with Entrepreneur on Fire is familiar with your journey, you know, past corporate America, through the military, past corporate America, and following a passion into podcasting. And, you know, it sounds as if some time around starting Entrepreneur on Fire or just prior to that, you know, you had a real epiphany moment and you talk about that a lot on your own show. And, you know, I just want to build on that and actually just dive into the excellence expected actionable takeaway section. So I know you have put together three fantastic tips and pieces of actionable advice for the listeners out there around creating their own 1000 true fans. You know, when they have their epiphany, what can they really do? to start on that path? So I have three very distinct and very simple tips and they all tie together. You know, they weave together into one seamless tip, but the power is here is the simplicity because Mark, we try to complicate things. Like we try to make things so difficult. We try to go one mile wide and one inch deep in all these different things. When in reality, we should just be going one inch wide and one mile deep. We need to be you know, getting rid of all those weapons of mass distraction that were out there. And some of the things that we've been focusing on on this chat have been authenticity and transparency. You know, those are two things that we've really drilled into about how important it is to be authentic and to follow your intuition and then also be transparent at the same time. Like, don't be ashamed that you're a bad podcast host when you start. I mean, I was horrible and I was transparent about that. Your audience will enjoy seeing your growth and being on that journey with you. You know, just like I'm transparent with the income reports, that's a very important part of our business as well. So for the actual three tips, they tie together and they're very valuable. And I know that anybody can really apply these to their industry. So I'm going to say the three of them and then I'm going to kind of break them out and kind of, and kind of describe them individually. So number one is free. Number two is valuable. And number three is consistent. A lot of people that I know, Mark, they do one of these, you know, and that typically is the free part. The people that really do this consistently, you know, I mean, or I shouldn't say consistently, but the people that do 
um, this free part um, and, they, and they do it often and they, they do it more and more, it does turn into valuable. So sometimes people mix the two in and they get two of these three, but it's a rare person that mixes all three of these ingredients together, the free, valuable, and consistent. So these three tips to building your 1000 true fans are simple. Provide free, valuable, and consistent content to an audience. So for me, that was Entrepreneur on Fire. It was free. It's a podcast. It could have been a blog. It could have been a video show, but it was free for people to get out there and consume. It was valuable. Now, was it valuable because I was an amazing host? No, but because I set my show up in a way that I brought great guests on my show who did have valuable content to provide, who had experience, who were crushing it in other areas. And then that third key that again, this is where I'm telling you 99% of people come up way short is consistency. Consistency. Seven days a week. You don't get more consistent than that. And because I was willing to plant my flag as that seven day a week podcast, 30 days a month, 365 days of the year, I was able to build Fire Nation because of those three, those three factors. Despite having no broadcasting experience, despite having no online presence, despite having no connections in the industry whatsoever, coming from the military, from corporate America, from commercial real estate, I had nothing to start with. I was no Twitter account, no Facebook page. I mean, I had nothing, but I was willing to provide free, valuable, and consistent content long enough to build an audience that told me how to start monetizing and creating a viable business. So anybody that takes those three tips and applies them to their business is going to find success if they persevere long enough to allow those three tips to work for them. And that doesn't mean seven days a week. It can mean one day a week. It can mean twice a month. That might take a little bit longer to have everything add up. But if you add that fourth layer, that persistence and that, I mean, that perseverance, you will get there. You know, I had, I just had a guy on my show the other day who was like, so successful right now, $50,000, $60,000 a month he's generating in revenue. And he was one day away from just quitting, from walking away. And you know what? He would have been another one of those statistics that you just hear, yeah, you know, I tried. I tried for a year and it just didn't work, so I quit. That stuff doesn't work. He was 24 hours from being that guy. But he made one random pure luck sale. And that one sale kept him going another week. And another sale happened and something else happened. And now he is crushing it, but he was that close to walking away. So it's people never actually fail. They just quit. And that's really sad. That's unbelievable. That's a fantastic story. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to figure out which, which episode of Entrepreneur on Fire that is, because that'd be fantastic to listen Justin to. Justin Williams is coming out into the early March. Justin Williams, that is super. Well, look out for that, guys. That's uh, that's an inspirational story. And actually, serendipity has a part to play in that, but it just shows karma comes back around, doesn't it? That's super. That's brilliant. Well, those three tips are fantastic in their simplicity, but actually, we kind of forget those. I, I really hear what you're saying about complicating things. We live in a world where everything's so complex, so many moving parts, everything's so disparate that actually dialing that right back and saying, look, what can I provide for free? that is of value that I can be consistent with. And what I love about what you said there, John, is the fact that actually 
people don't have to emulate the seven day a week format regardless of what they do it can be what suits them can't it is that something that you know in paradise is the success in podcasters paradise on the basis of following people's own paths you know people aren't emulating what you're doing they're following their own path aren't they yeah, and there's been some great examples of people that have even come out and said, you know what? Like, I tried copying John Lee Dumas. Like, I tried doing seven days a week and just interviewing entrepreneurs and like having a format and I couldn't do it and I failed. But I came back with my show, with a show that worked for me and a show that like, I was passionate about. And that shows once a week or that shows twice a month. But you know what? It's speaking to an audience now. It's speaking to my audience now that I'm building. And, you know, that's, that's understandable. And that's powerful that people can realize that, hey, sometimes you need to get out there and just hack away, you know, at that tree with that dull, with that dull axe, you know, not making any progress before you realize, you know what, I should go sharpen this thing. And you come back the next day and all of a sudden you start making progress. And so, you know, just get out there, take some action start a crappy podcast, you know, learn a lot and then come back and, and have a blast doing it right the next time. What a fantastic place to end the show. That is superb. John, what a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been my pleasure as ever to chat to you. And just before we do wrap things up, just let the guys out there listening know where they can connect online, please, sir. Well, Mark, all the magic happens at EO fire.com. You know, that's uh, it's where we just really provide a lot of value for our audience, for Fire Nation. And, you know, we have a lot of free stuff there, like freepodcastcourse.com and the webinarcourse.com because we're all about providing you free value. Thank you so much, sir. That's fantastic. And guys, please do check out eofire.com and everything around what John and Kate are doing over at Entrepreneur on Fire because there is so much value to be had for you guys over there. And as ever, thank you so much for pressing that play button and joining me on Excellence Expected. Of course, as ever, everything to do with this show, everything to do with this episode and everything that John has just talked through will be available via the show notes at excellence-expected.com. And whilst you're over there, don't forget, of course, you can pick up your free copy of the Essential 14-Day Guide to Cutting Your Working Hours and Increasing Your Impact. And until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.